Hey, Shredders. Welcome to Shred Podcast Episode 19. Um, I am sitting here with Coach Marcus Creaturo. Hey, Marcus, what's up? Good morning, everybody. Uh, today's episode is going to be about um, the new gym space. Uh, we've been here, what, just over a month now? Yeah, just over a month. Um, the place is beautiful. A lot of space to work out in. Um, how are you feeling after a month in? Uh, you know, as, as, the, uh, as the dust settled um, since we made the big move, I mean, just uh, I, I had no idea how much equipment and stuff we have accumulated over the, the nine-year history of Shred. This, this month marks the nine-year anniversary of, of Shred. Um, oh, happy anniversary. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this month, it was, uh, it was I, think, I believe it was August 20-something is when we, when we did our first official kind of class way back in Shred.10, which we've talked about a little bit over the last few podcasts. But, um, but it's just amazing how much stuff you can accumulate in equipment. And so the dust has settled. Uh, we, we, feel like, we feel like the equipment is in the appropriate spaces, you know, which we'll talk about here a little bit, I think. But, um, but it's, it, the facility has been spectacular. People have given us great feedback on it. There's plenty of space. The lighting is great. Uh, shout out to the landlord. His name is Ken. He's done a great job uh, making us feel welcomed here. And and everybody that comes in, we've we've had some guests in here already. We've had some drop-ins from other states. And the first thing they say is, "Wow, this this is a, this is so much space. It's so well organized." Um, so we're 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 simply very blessed. Well, and, you know, I've, I've done a lot of drop-ins. You know, we're, we're probably one of the largest now square by square footage gyms in central Ohio. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, a, you know, that's, that's a great thing that we could say, hey, we have, we have a lot of space for people to safely work out. However, that, that's, that's, that's not what makes Shred great. Oh, you no, know what I'm no, saying? No, no, and we're, no. and I know you know that we're not saying that that doesn't make shred a, a great place. It, it's a great place, a great CrossFit workout uh, place because of the people, uh, because of the coaching, because of, of kind of the uh, culture that we have here at shred without a doubt. And, um, and we, we hear it each and every day as coaches, I'm sure, you know, you hear it every day as coaches and people, what people talk about and the, the culture of shred, uh, but just, just having and being blessed, uh, with a, with a great space and a, and a nice open space and gym space is just, it's just an added benefit. Yeah. So with all that being said, um, you know, we have a great community and we wanted, we want them to have the best gym possible. Um, we have all this new space and new equipment, because uh, with the move, you also purchased some new equipment, a um, little air runner in the corner, um, some new weights, uh, really nice, uh, solid weights. And so we want to talk about gym etiquette and how we can treat that equipment in a way that it's going to last the longest yep. for our community. Yep. Um, so some do's and don'ts to the gym. I, I jotted down some notes here. First thing I have is shoes. You know, I know you've always preached, especially in the wintertime, about street shoes versus gym shoes. Yeah, that's a great point. So the the street shoes versus gym shoes, what we see is we see athletes, they wear their street shoes and they'll wear their uh, street shoes for their kid's soccer game and then they'll wear them around the grocery store, you know, and then they come in here and uh, they work out in them and uh, it just, it, it can, it can kind of get the floor all dirty, right? Um, they're, they're, who knows what they're tracking in and out of here with, uh, with their kids games and, you know, with their pets in the backyard or whatever the case may be. But if people actually have a designated pair of CrossFit shoes or gym shoes, uh, it actually saves the athlete money because they extend the life of the shoe and they're not wearing it everywhere, but the gym. 
Um, so, and it also helps keep the gym clean because that's the only pair of shoes that you're, do, you know, you're using that pair of shoes only for working out. And I know it's 90 degrees out today, but you know, the snow is going to come this winter and then the salt, uh, and that salt can tear up that rubber flooring. Yeah. You quick. get all that salt and the chemicals they, they, they put down the brine and all that stuff, uh, to, to melt the roads here in living in the Midwest in the wintertime. And, uh, uh, so people, they have all that white residue and those chemicals on their shoes. They come into the floor and then people are doing burpees and push-ups on the floor. And it's just, it's just not the most adequate, not the safest. So we, we really encourage our athletes to have a pair of gym shoes. So then um, let's move to you're explaining the workout as a coach. Some of the etiquette um, as the coach is explaining that you expect from the athletes while you're doing that. Yeah, I think uh, just be attentive, you know, regardless if you've been a shred and you have CrossFit experience for five years or an athlete that's been here for five minutes, that athlete that's been here for five minutes, they, they're, they're really taking it all in. They're really listening. And I, I think it's a great sign of leadership to just be attentive to the coach, even though it's maybe a workout you've done before or you've read all the notes on Beyond the Whiteboard, the, the workout software that we use. Just be attentive. Try not to be a disruption to the class uh, because there's a lot of newer athletes here and we want to make sure they get a good service and value. Of, of the coach explaining things and it helps to their in the long run it helps with their safety for sure well and with where the wad board is in this new space you know there could be a gymnastics class or a kids class going on around the corner too that that could be a disruption disruption for them as well no doubt if, great point yep. yeah great point all right so let's move on to uh time getting your equipment out so you know you send everybody off hey, I, you need a barbell a kettlebell and a pvc pipe um I know in years past, you know, that's sometimes to socialize as an athlete, but that can really hold up the the, the timing of getting into the, the wad and, and getting done in that one hour that we have to, uh, to be together. Yeah. We, we as coaches take that 60 minutes very seriously. Uh, we, we have kind of a protocol that we follow, right? And you know this. We have a protocol that we follow where there's you, you want to spend X number of minutes at the, at the wad board discussing the wad. You want to spend X number of minutes – um, uh, going over modifications. You want to spend X number of minutes on your general warm up. You want to spend X number of minutes. I mean, we map this stuff out. It's a protocol that we kind of follow. And so we have to factor in just like a workout. We have to factor in those transition times. And so if people just kind of go off and they start socializing, not that that's a bad thing, but it's, it's socialized before and after versus so much during the workout, because we, we need to get this moving. We want to, we want to wake up your central nervous system as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of added benefit when you just, when you're in here for 60, minutes it's you want to be very very efficient and on time yeah our, our clients have busy lives we want to respect that get them in and out in an hour if that's what they need no doubt no doubt um, all right so care so now you've sent them off to get their empty barbell how do they carry that barbell so that it treats the equipment the best and is safe for all the people around yeah so the ends of the barbells uh they're called collars, right? So we don't want um, we don't want those damaged because it can affect the when you slide on the weights. And so, uh, and we we see it to this day. You know, we've been in existence for nine years. People will grab their barbells, they'll carry it parallel to the ground, they'll turn their body, and they'll hit a rower, or they'll hit their 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 workout buddy in the knee, or they'll hit uh, hit, a, hit hit the rig or something like that, and it starts to dent and damage the barbell and other equipment. So we we always tell our athletes um, we should carry the barbell upright like you would a gun 
or, some, or a pair of scissors or something like that. Very vertical, very upright. That way, if you turn your body, it's very close to your body and you don't have, um, you know, your chances of knocking into something or somebody next to you goes way, way, way down. And there actually is a science to the barbell, too, that people may not understand. They're Olympic barbells. They are meant to spin. Yes. Those collars are meant to yep. spin. So when you're throwing your elbows under for the clean or turning over for that snatch, that bar is spinning with you to help you do that. Correct. And if you damage what's in there, you lose that effectiveness. Yep. Yep. You definitely so, – so now your quality of the workout can go down and you can injure you know, something or somebody. Yeah. All right. So now the weights themselves. You're, you're loading the bar. You're carrying the weights over. And we've seen it a hundred times. That person chucks the weight over like a pancake. Wham. Yep. You get that smack on the floor and everybody in the gym jumps, you know, that. And so uh, those bumper weights are not meant to be dropped like that. They're meant to be dropped vertical on their, you know, on their ends, um, not on their sides because those, those metal, um, metal rings inside the bumper weight, uh, when you slam that weight down uh, horizontally to the ground, it, it'll eventually, the, all that weight will pop that pop that metal ring through the rubber. And then once that metal ring has been dislodged or loose or even you know, poked out of there, then that weight is obsolete. We can't use it anymore. And so you should always set the weights down um, or they should be dropped on their, on their end vertically, just like they were set up on a barbell. And another way that that can happen is loading a barbell up with like a 10 or a 15 and dropping that barbell from overhead. Yeah. That- the, the 10 or 15 pound bumper weights are very flimsy. They're not, they're not as dense as, uh, as a 45 or a 35 pound bumper. And so uh, one of our gym etiquette rules that we have is not never dropping a barbell with those 10s or 15 pound bumpers only on the barbell because it, 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 it'll bend and it'll, it'll kind of shoot to one side or the other, um, putting, putting pressure on those metal rings inside there and popping those out. And, uh, and if you have a, if you're doing a workout where there's push-ups or burpees, and you drop that barbell from overhead with those flimsy weights, and then it's going to shoot forward and maybe hit somebody in the head or something like that, which is a safety issue as well. So, we we you know if people are not in a good position overhead, we we would rather injure a, a, a bumper weight than injure a shoulder. Uh, but but nine times out of ten, people if you know if you're able to press it overhead, you're able to kind of bring it down and let it go. You know about that knee level. That's what we talk about. Yeah, and while we're talking about the barbell and weight still. Um, as you're loading and unloading that weight, that science we talked about with the, the collar also can be damaged when you're doing that. And the ring, if you pulled the weight off wrong. Yeah. So people will face the barbell. They'll grab the, they'll grab the bumper weight and they'll just yank it off the barbell. And then the barbell goes crashing down to the ground on those collars and it could, you know, it could bend them. It cracks them down to the ground and puts a lot of force on them. And that's not the main, that's not the way they're meant to be dropped. Um, uh, and, and so what we encourage athletes to do is, is straddle the barbell, step over the barbell, lift it up with one arm and gently slide the bumper weights off the other arm. Um, and then that way you can, you have the barbell in your hand when those weights are dislodged off the barbell and then you can set the collar, set that end of the barbell down. Or if you're, if you're deadlifting a lot of weight, we can take that little five pound plate, mm-hmm. roll the first bumper up on it. Yep. And then pull those weights off yep. when they're not touching the ground. Cause it can also damage that center ring. When you're pulling and tugging yeah. at that as well. You're trying to, you know, go back and forth and tug it and pull it off there. Uh, but yeah, just taking a small two and a half or five pound change plate, rolling the barbell up on that change plate just gives you an inch just to, just to go ahead and slide those weights right off without lifting up that heavy barbell if you're doing a heavy deadlift or something. All right, so let's move to the rig. You know, um, I mean, it seems silly. You talk about it a lot, but it, there is a big safety reason with this, and that is doing 
pull-ups facing the inside of the rig, doing toes-to-bar facing outside the rig. Yeah. So generally toes to bar, you're facing the outside of the ring, the outside perimeter of the gym, because people have a more violent kip, their legs are swinging, their toes and legs are coming up and facing the bar. So if you, if you have one athlete facing in on that, um, you could possibly swing in and play footsie with each other and kick each other. So we're facing out on the toes to bar, and then we face more in on the pull-ups because your, your feet aren't coming in front of the bar. You're not kicking into the middle of the rig. And generally with pull-ups, we're doing some other stuff, and you don't want to be kipping out either. You know, so keep that inside the rig. Great point. Um, so let's talk about the bands on the rigs. I know that you've, you've done a couple sessions with us about how to properly put a band on a rig and take yeah. it off. Yeah, it seems so, it seems so, uh, so trivial, but um, when you loop the band through, a lot of times people just loop a, a, you know, a quarter of an inch of the band through and they'll just yank on the band, they'll pull it. And you hear the screeching sound of the band going over the metal of the rig. And what happens is, is that that tends to tear those rubber fibers, if you would, right? It kind of, kind of frays them when you, when you hear that squeaking and you pull that band, it's, it's, what you should do is loop the band through and just kind of thread it through, just kind of feed it, right? Just kind of feed it until you get some tension up there on that knot up to the rig and then give it a little tug to pull it tight. You just never want to just grab the band and just pull it because then it, it, it tears up that rubber and it wears on that rubber. It's like spinning your tires on your car. You know, you see smoke come out of the tires on the car. You're, you're going you're gonna to lose the tread of the tire. And the same thing kind of happens with the rubber with the rubber bands and they always fray and then we have to clip it off and then, and then it becomes a safety issue if that band is starts to fray and things like that can snap on people. So, you know, we're always, as coaches, we're always looking at those bands at least once every you know week or so, just to see if there's any, any bad bands that might have a, an opportunity to snap. We want to get that out and get that replaced. And the same thing, taking it off. You want yep. to slow, loosen up a little bit and slowly take that out. Don't just yeah, yank feed it. it through. Don't just pull it because it's just like screeching the tires. It'll lose the tread and it'll become less effective. So, you know, we have this new space at Shred 3.0. We had a dedicated room for like our rowers, the parallettes, um, things Kettlebells. like that. Yeah. Yep. So here we don't have that extra room. We have a huge space. It's awesome. But all of the equipment is kind of on the edges of that mm-hmm. gym. So a couple things about that. Uh, putting your equipment away in the right place is essential. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we just like you said, we kind of store our equipment. There's little nooks and crannies that worked out really well as we got in and, and we outfitted the gym with the equipment. It's you know, we, we looked at it and said, oh, man, these kettlebells are perfect right here. But still, they're on the perimeter of that of the workout space versus the other room like you talked about at the at 3.0. Um, so making sure you're you know, Wherever, wherever you got it from, put it back in the same spot. If everybody were to do that, then that way we know exactly where it goes, where it is. It's in the proper position. And, um, and then it keeps, it keeps the workout space, you know, the floor very safe and free of debris that athletes can possibly trip or, or uh, you know, trip over. Yeah. Um, so that's all the notes I had. Any other comments about like some safety tips or, or the new space at all? Yeah, I think uh, th- these are just, you know, gym etiquette things is I, don't, I, I think we do a great, great job here at Shred uh, on all these gym etiquette things that we went over. We're not we're not saying that uh, nobody's doing a great job or anything like that. I think we all do. We, we, we lead as coaches very well in, in order for that to happen. But we're just, we just want to throw it out there so people are even more mindful of it and maybe helping some of the beginners when they come in, some people that are newer to CrossFit and just helping them with the, with the gym etiquette in a nice way. Uh, but um, you know, there's a 
there's lots of space here. There's two showers. We have changing rooms, uh, and then we just take care of the equipment. Everything we got a water dispenser. People love you know love that. Um, just a lot of things, a lot more stuff to take care of. And I think we're doing a great job in the first month. And and and, and we as coaches would like to see that continue. Uh, you know, with these with these amazing amazing people that we have. And you've neglected to mention the best part of the new space, and that is the Shred Media Center, <laughs> which we are broadcasting live from. That's right. Uh, That's here right. at Shred CrossFit. So. Um, yep. This place is awesome for doing podcasts, and, and I love the fact that we have this little space to yep. do this. Yeah, it makes it fun. Um, with that being said, um, that uh, we'll move on to episode 20, and we hope to see you then. Thank you very much for taking some time, Marcus, and, and explaining that out. And, and we really just want you to have the best facility possible, and that's what these etiquette moments are about. So you have the best equipment um, and the best community and the best place in Central Ohio to do CrossFit. So... Uh, Thank you very much for your time, and we'll see you next time on Shred Episode 20.